This is Revelation Response, a podcast where we talk about who God is, what He's done in our lives, and how we can't help but respond in worship. We want these episodes to be an encouragement wherever you are on your faith journey to pay attention to what God is saying to you and to consider how you might respond. Now, here's my conversation with Lindsay Mattingly. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Nate Souza, and uh, today I've got um, Lindsay back on the show. So you did one last season with uh, Carl and Emily on Look What the Lord Has Done. Yep. Uh, so, well, welcome back. Thank um, you. And today uh, you're going to be talking about a talk you gave at a FSM, like our student uh, ministry worship camp. Yes. Um, where they were, you know, I think they were learning songs, doing a worship night. And so you gave a talk. There's a couple people that gave sermons or talks, whatever. Yeah. I just remember yours like so well, just like encouraging me and like helping me to be mindful of how I walk into worship services. It was one of those ones that really stuck with me. And so thanks for coming on today to do it. So we'll put it more in like a conversational style, but you know, for the folks that don't know you or maybe don't go to fellowships, just like really briefly who you are and like what you do at the church and all that. Yeah. Um, I have been on staff at Fellowship for almost 11 years now. Mm. I started leading worship when I got to Moody Bible Institute. Mm. I was a freshman, and it was towards the end of the second semester, and this senior that I knew who led worship in chapels a lot had come in my room and was like, hey, you should think about leading worship for chapel sometime. And I was like, oh, I don't I don't really know. I don't, mm. I don't think that's something I could do. And she was like, no, you should think about it and pray about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, thanks. And she was like— Actually, I signed you up, so you should really think about it. (laughs) I was like, like, what? You should have led with that. (laughs) You what? I always signed up. Yeah, so I kind of just started that way, but I I love it. And I'm so grateful that he um, just kept opening doors and um, even— you know, graduating college, and I thought that I would be um, going overseas somewhere to um, translate the Bible. But um, mm-hmm. I had a couple people that that senior year say to me, like, "Hey, I, we feel like the Lord has put something in your heart and in your life mm-hmm. for um, music ministry. We don't know what that looks like." And my mentor, who was very wise, said, "You know, to obey is better than to sacrifice." That's a verse mm-hmm. in the Bible, and yeah. so you know, you should just ask the Lord what. What do you want me to do? And open the door or lead me. And and um, so I did. I just said, okay, Lord, if you want me to do something um, with music or leading worship, just um, make it really clear to me. And I, I want to follow. I want to obey you above yeah. what I think that you want, which kind of ties in later to what I'm going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. But um, so, yeah, so he opened a door at a church in Chicago, and then um, when I met my husband, Mark, and we moved down to Nashville, mm-hmm. um, I had friends at Fellowship, and so um, that's how I kind of came came to be at Fellowship, and I just loved the the way that we just teach through a book of the Bible and mm-hmm. um, and um, want to be really grounded in the Word, but also Spirit-dependent, and yeah. that's just, I just, I love it, and that's I've so loved cool. it for 11 years. Yeah, well, you do a great job. Oh, it's thanks. just, I feel like... Our church's connection with all of our worship leaders is so unique, you know, yeah. and you just have such a like a pastoring heart for our people and uh, the way you lead, the way that you um, I always get so much out of like when you share like in church, like, you know, um, it's just so thought out and from the heart, you know, and it really it kind of speaks to a little bit of revelation response as well. Like, mm. you know, I, I feel like I can always um I, I was going to say worship better, but what I mean by that is I can access those thoughts about who God is and thankfulness mm-hmm. and gratefulness better 
having been like prodded by a worship leader or just reminded or, you know, basically brought to a place of like, yeah, that is so true what you just said. Yeah. I got to sing about that, you know? And so anyway, thank you for the work you put into weekends and all that. Um, So, yeah. So this talk basically um, maybe just tee it up or set up like the overall um, subject of what you're going to say and maybe some takeaways that you hope to get across, you know, for people. Yeah. Well, I had already been kind of thinking about gratitude in relation to worship and worship leading, but um, just in worship in general. And and um, I had noticed, um, I always used to use, which I still do, but um, Psalm 100 as a call to worship. Mm. I like to um, read at least a couple of verses just, just to get us like gazing upon the Lord and, mm-hmm. and what is he telling us to do? And I kept noticing um, through the Old Testament and the New Testament that the Lord tells us to come with thanksgiving. I'll, I'll read 100, Psalm 100, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth, serve the Lord with gladness, come into his presence with singing, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us. We are his, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So enter his gates with thanksgiving mm. and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, his faithfulness to all generations. And so I kept thinking about that, that thank, thanksgiving piece of it. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I started looking up different verses and and there are lo- lots. And so I just started thinking like how interesting it is that um, God cares how we come, come into his presence mm-hmm. and he's telling us what he wants us to do and how he wants us to do it. And I just thought like, we need to pay attention. To that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to, especially as a worship yeah. leader, you know, I, I need to pay attention to that. And I want to, I want to do some more research into that. So I guess my hope is just that, um, as worshipers, as believers, as followers of Jesus, that we can, um, be growing in our gratitude and mm-hmm. cultivating hearts of thanksgiving and, mm-hmm. and, and gratefulness for who he is and for all he's done. Yeah. So, that's awesome. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, just launch in a little bit on the, um, God tells us what he wants. Like yeah. maybe explain more on that. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. I mean, it's so, it's, it's interesting thinking about even just the culture that we live in. That's so, um, we're so in tune with ourselves, mm. you know, and like, mm-hmm. what do we want and, and, um, self-care and that's great. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it is yeah. important to have to take care of yourself, but, um, but our, I mean, our culture, you know, there's always a, a twist of the truth, right? Mm. That's what the enemy does is he twists and distorts the truth. And so he's, he's twisted that into like, it's all about you and what do you want? And mm. so, you know, we're hyper attuned to ourselves. Um, and so I think there's a danger there sometimes in, in thinking because we're so familiar with God, mm because of the access that he's given us, I think we lose the the awe and the wonder. And so we're like, well, I know what God wants or I'll worship him the way that I would want to be worshiped. <laughs> you know <laughs> right. what I mean? Which I can Because I of... <laughs> do want to be worshiped because I'm a sinner. <laughs> right. I was like, I can think of three things off the top of my head <laughs> so, wrong with that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I think it's, it's just interesting that um, I feel like we've kind of lost sight of the fact that the God that we worship mm. um is the same God of the Old Testament. And so, you know, if you think back to when you first started following Jesus and reading through the Bible, the Old Testament, I always used, I mean, still sometimes we'll get stuck on the 
<laughs> the lists and I mean, there's mm. genealogies and there's all that, yeah. but then there's these lists of God telling us what he wants and he's very particular mm-hmm. and um, he gives great detail for what he wants and how he wants us to do it. And, and especially for the temple. And I mean, it's just interesting to me that, you know, because we are under the new covenant, we have this amazing access because we can come to Jesus with boldness and confidence um, mm-hmm. because he is, um, you know, brought us under a new covenant because of his blood. But I think it's so important for us to remember that he's the same God and we have to be careful not to become so familiar and informal that mm-hmm. we forget who we're coming before, not only our loving and forgiving father, but also a holy, sovereign, just, omnipotent ruler of the universe <laughs> who is to be feared and revered and worshiped and loved and obeyed, obeyed. Mm, totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, the words that stick out to me there are um, informal and casual. You yes. Know? Like those two things. I think you hit the nail on the head because it's like we are so comfortable in church and we can like, I mean, as basic as like come with your shorts and your flip flops and like um, sing the way you, whenever you want to sing and like do whatever. There's like a, um, a, he's like my buddy. Yeah. Yes. He's my best friend. He's my homeboy. (laughs) I mean, remember I had that shirt. Jesus is my homeboy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it starts to like tell the line of um, losing you know, the other two phrases were awe and reverence, you know, yes. like, and that can feel like staunchy and like cold and right. like all that stuff. But I think the sweet spot is in the middle ground. Yes, totally. You know? And I think for most modern churchgoers, uh, especially in like a tradition like ours at Fellowship, we err on the casual side. Right. Not on the reverent side. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just so, in- but it's like with any relationship especially the closer you are to someone yeah it's like that's that relationship will not be sustainable if you're not in tune with the needs mm. of the other person do you know oh, what i mean like, like yeah. I, I dated this guy <laughs> after college and he only ever wanted to eat at maggiano's <laughs> Which is a nice place. <laughs> it's really nice. Right. It you could know? be Taco Bell. The or, first yeah. 10 times, it's so great. Right. Oh, gosh. And then, but anytime I would be like, oh, maybe what if we try out this Thai place or yeah. another place? He'd be like, no. Yeah, let's just do Maggiano. Like, and it was like, oh, <laughs> again, which is great. Sure, yeah. But it's like he didn't, I mean, I'm not married to him <laughs> to this yeah, day. It didn't work out. It actually. didn't work out, which is a shock, yeah. you know, that but he didn't want to know what uh, my desires or how yeah. I wanted to, you know. So, I mean, that's obviously a very informal um, uh, example, but right. it's like if God is telling us, which he does out of his heart of love for us, he is telling us, yeah. this is how I want things. And this is how I want you to come to me. We yeah. should be paying attention to that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's totally. like we should be like that's where our response is uh, a response of love is oh you you told me this out of love and my response of mm. love in like in any mm. relationship with a husband or a wife or a, f- a good friend is like of course I want to right yeah I want to love you the way that you want to be loved and mm-hmm. and so um it's I mean I just think about like uh what is that Nadab and Ab- Abihu I'm probably saying that wrong the sons of Aaron they each took. And they said, each took his censer, put it in the fire, laid incense on it, and offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. And fire came out from before the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. (laughs) And so it's like, I Mm. think we, because of our informality today, are like, God doesn't care. Mm. But it's like, he actually does care. And there is 
a wrong way to come to the Lord. Totally, yeah. Uh-huh. That that is disobedience. Yes, you know, and like that's not a popular, uh, no, <laughs> you know, approach not. these days. Um, but yeah, I think about like the um, the high priest or whatever would go in yes. with like a rope around his ankle. Yes. Why did he have that rope? Because it could have been a dead body <laughs> right. when you pull it out. You know? And the bells, the, you yeah, you have bells on on their ankles to on, uh-huh. with the rope. So if you stop hearing it jingle jangle, you were like. Yeah, right. There's something he did not approach. He did not obey. I think Craig might have died in there. You know, like, let's get him out. (laughs) Yay, Craig out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because, I mean, like, I've been to so many, uh, not so many, I've been to a couple churches where in the um, welcome hall or whatever it's called, um, they're playing, like, some top 40 secular music Mm, out there. And that's so interesting to me. I, and I know their heart is to like be welcoming and have a, mm-hmm. a space that feels comfortable to people that are just coming in and may not be followers of Jesus. But yeah. I think we have to balance, just like you said, like we have that freedom of worshiping him in the freedom that we have under the new covenant mm. and the access we have because of Jesus. But also at the same time, our love and abandon should be tethered to the reverence mm. of a holy fear of God and care and priority for what he wants more than what we want or what we think he wants. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, really good. So, yeah, especially, I mean, as a worship leader at my church, I want to be extra careful that um, even in the way that we're coming into his presence and we're we're starting off our worship Sunday mornings, like, are how are we doing that? And are we doing that the way that God wants us to mm. and that he's told us to in his word? Right. He's done it. He, we don't have to wonder. Yeah. You know, we're not like, I wish he'd, he's like, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> I gave you. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm biased on this next statement, but like that's revelation response. Exactly. Like, I, I, I can't help but hear it. You know, when you Bingo. say like God, we don't have to wonder yes. because God has revealed it. Yes. You know what he wants his worshipers to be like and how to behave and how to worship. And it's on us to respond to that. It's on yes. us to say like, I care about that. Like, that's important to me. Like you said in a marriage, you know, it's like you like gifts, you know, yeah. like, and I don't, I don't really, I'm not really a gift giver. And it's like, <laughs> at that point, it matters more what you want, right. you know? So like, let me do that. You, so can, like, you can be married and not care about the other person's love language, but, right. but it will be so much better if yeah, you do care, totally. you know, it will be, <clears throat> it'll be so much healthier and, and you'll be so much closer if you're yeah. like, oh, even though, I mean, my husband, Mark, he's an acts of service guy. I feel like that's mm-hmm. the worst of all the love language. <laughs> you know, I was sorry, like, Mark. really? Oh, sorry, babe. Yeah, but yeah. like, he's like, you know, you take the trash down. That's like, oh, man, that was so awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it right. was. Like, just, you know, you don't want words of affirmation, which is my love language. I'm yeah. like, I can, you know, I'll write a song about you. And he's like, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> but take the trash down. Right. Oh, that's, that's like funny. a big win. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just interesting. So but. that's just you being aware of that. Yes. It's like, I know Mark. I know what he, how he wants to be loved. He's communicated to me yeah. that this means a lot. Right. And so now I'm like, do I love him? Yes, of course I do. So I want to. Yeah. Love him in a way that he can receive it. And so if, especially if the God the sovereign Lord over the universe has told his adopted children, Hey, I love it when you come into my presence with Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Like we need to be paying attention to that. And, and then like, why, why is he saying that? Like that we should care about the why too. Like there's, I mean, I think a billion reasons probably of why. Um, But 
I mean, first of all, he's just flat out worthy. Like he is the sovereign yeah. Lord who rules the universe totally, <laughs> and holds us in the palm of his hand and mm-hmm. loves us. And he is omnipotent and omniscient and I, I, he's just worthy. He's just worthy of our praise. And, um, but I mean, I think he, that's not the only reason because he's so, so kind and he loves us so much. I mean, it's rooted in two great promises that he's forgiven us, even though we deserve his judgment. Um, and then that he's at work for good in all of our circumstances. So anytime Mm -hmm. God tells us to do something, he's always actively working all things together for our good and for his glory behind the command. So just like with everything God tells us to do, if he tells us to do it for our good, he tells us to do it for our good. And because he knows that our obedience to him leads to intimacy. So intimacy Mm -hmm. comes from obedience. Right. It's not just like a command like plucked out of no right yeah he's not just this which is interesting like if we're not in his word i think that's if we're not spending time with him i think that's where we tend to go is like he just is telling us it's like Mm. you know my six-year-old who thinks i'm just making rules like you can't run in the street he's like killjoy you know yeah yeah (laughs) it's like well actually no (laughs) i have really good reasons for telling you to not run in the street you know yeah so i mean he loves us so much and sent it's not like he he loves us no matter what our response to that love in humbling ourselves and accepting the free gift of salvation and then living lives of obedience that's when we're drawn close to the lord and we grow in him and know him the deepest mm. um so that kind of links into my next reason um, for thanksgiving um is from first thessalonians 5 16 through 18 says rejoice always pray without ceasing and in everything, give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So, I mean, we thank Him because it's His will for us, and His will is always good for us, even when it's difficult and we don't understand. Just like, I mean, top of my head, Jonah getting swallowed by a whale, Daniel being thrown into a lion's den, mm-hmm. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego being thrown into a blazing furnace, all these situations, it's difficult to see in the darkness or in the heat what God was doing or how it could possibly be his will for them to be in those situations, mm-hmm. but they trusted him and knew the heart behind, you know, even the difficult circumstances and even discipline. Um, they they knew his heart and God performed miracles on their behalf because he loved them and was working all things together for good. And um, so even when things aren't making sense, we can trust his heart for us and walk in obedience because he's for us. And so in that we can thank him mm. for his heart behind even mm-hmm. um, things we don't understand. Um, another reason I think is uh, Thanksgiving cultivates humility. So mm-hmm. when we just take the time to pause and make mental list, mental or sometimes I just write it on my phone. I have a running list that I keep adding to. Mm-hmm. Um, That's cool. Yeah, just yeah. on my notes, just that um, I give him thanks for and praise the Lord for when we thank him for his mercy and his forgiveness and his compassion towards us, it just reminds us that none of those things come from our hands. You know, it comes, Mm. it reminds us that apart from him, we have absolutely nothing and all the good that's in our lives comes from the giver of, of all good and perfect gifts. So even the opportunity to lead worship and my very ability to, um, uh, respond to his love through the gifts that he's entrusted to me and each of us. Um, I mean, thanking him for, for those gifts and thanking him for the opportunity to even respond to him in the Mm -hmm. way that he's um, entrusted us with different things and different ways to respond. Mm -hmm. Um, 
in Luke 18, um, there's a parable of the two men that come to God. And Luke says, uh, two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and was praying this to himself, God, I thank you that I'm not like the other people, swindlers, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector standing some distance away was even unwilling to lift up his eyes to heaven, but was beating his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, the sinner. I tell you, this man went to his house justified rather than the other for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. And then, um, I mean, that just reminds me of James 4, 6, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. And we live in this culture where um, pride and achievement and success um, and and more and more and more make yourself more awesome and more beautiful and more powerful and 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 in in contrast humility is rarely celebrated or even recognized but that's not the way of the Lord we live in the upside down kingdom as followers mm-hmm. of Jesus and that's not the the currency of eternity and so when we're cultivating humility in our heart because um, we recognize our right standing <laughs> and our our standing before the Lord. One way of cultivating humility is through thanksgiving, just thanking him for mm. his grace to us, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, as sinners and um, his mercy and showing mercy towards us. Um, yeah. I've never really connected those two things like that, like humility and gratefulness, mm-hmm. but it does put you in the right posture yes. of saying, um, everything I have is from you, yes. which means... I'm not capable of giving me good things. Right. <laughs> you know, you are the one who gave this yeah, to me. Yeah, you're the yes. only one. And so it does, It you know, and that's a worshipful position. I mean, yeah. it's a lesser, greater yes. position, right? It puts me lower than him. And serving and worship, it's, that's what makes it vertical. Yes. <laughs> is that, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's a positional thing to me. Instead yeah. of coming in, it, like we started talking about casual, just yes. like, yeah, I'm here. I don't know what's for lunch after this. Like, I've got a couple things going on today. And like, the church is one of them. I'm yeah. guilty of that. Coming in saying, this is like, I got to check this off, you know? Yeah. But when you come into the room saying, I'm here to worship the all-powerful, all-knowing God who spoke the universe into existence, you know, yeah. who gave his son, died on the cross, raised himself from the dead, yes. <laughs> you know, through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's just like the, all of that puts you in a different mindset. Yes. And there's, a, it, like and you said. And loves us and wants yeah. to meet with us and, and, and not and, only yeah. forgives us, but adopts us into his family <laughs> totally. and bestows on us every spiritual blessing in Christ. Yeah. Like I think coming in with that posture of yeah, you've, you've done so much and I come in with, I come in, right. what does it say with filthy rags? I come in with nothing yeah. and you give me everything. And totally. I mean, that posture of, yeah, like you said, the positional mm-hmm. posture of awareness of just, I am small and you are so great and so large right. and so wonderful. And you've forgiven me so much. And like when we start listing out yeah. those things to be grateful <clears throat> for that, that gets us into that, that yeah. position of humility, which is what he wants. He shows favor to the humble. Right. This is a little off topic, but I feel like it belongs somewhere in this conversation. And it's it's the conviction that I feel a lot of times is like, why do we go to church? Like, what is the purpose of showing up every Sunday and bringing our kids and like sitting for an hour? And like, sometimes I'll just like look around the room, like at, at faces of people in church. And I'm like, I wonder why that dude is here right yeah. now. Like, you know, like maybe his wife brought him or maybe he yeah. brought her or 
maybe their kids really love their friends here. And it's that sort of thing I think is, is that question I think ought to be asked with some regularity from people that go to church. Yeah. Why am I doing this? Like, is is it only because I've went for the last couple of years and like, this is what I do on Sundays. Like, yeah. just like we go to soccer games on Saturday mornings. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But we just go, you know, like, and so I, I want to reclaim some of that, like yeah. for our people and for us as well. Like, you know, this is a privilege to get to do this. Like yes. imagine not being able to be in God's presence because he's yes. so powerful. We would die if we, yes. like he's actually invited us in. It's just, it, it puts you in a different spot when you can take, and I'm talking about 60 seconds of walking into the doors of your yeah. church going like, okay, what am I doing right now? I'm meeting with the living God of yes. the universe. How do I want my heart to be? I want it to be thankful. I want it to be humble. I want it to be um, just in a place of gratefulness. And then when you walk in and that first song comes up on the screens, I just think that puts you in a different spot where you can now connect with that in that headspace. You know what I mean? And so if folks are not aware of that because it's become rote, this is just a call to say, That's so become good. aware of it again, you yes. know, and it will help, you know. So, yeah, anyway. like pull it pulls us back from the uber familiarity and the yeah. and, and brings us back into the awe of I get to I get to do this. I yeah. get to respond to his love this morning and it's good for us. It, mm-hmm. it, like that regular. I mean, it, there's a reason that we're described as sheep. <laughs> God describes us as yeah. sheep because we're so forgetful. And we forget his faithfulness. I mean, it's like, it's uh, my friend April, our friend April Mm -hmm. has a song out called Stacking Stones. And it's that like, it's the week after week stacking stones and remembering Mm -hmm. like, oh, when I come, I I see this person in our church family and I remember what God did for them through this. Like, or I, you know, they're going through something and I can see God's faithfulness even in the valley that they're in Mm -hmm. or or the pro- proclamation of the truth, you know, as the word is being taught to us, we're remembering, oh man, I am like prone to wander. I mm. feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. But right. his great faithfulness has told us like, hey, don't forsake the regular meeting of believers. Mm. Like make sure you're making yeah. this a priority. And it goes back to like, because his will is good for us. Like when mm. he's telling us to do something, it's good for us. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you're right. When are we going to get that into our heads? But I love that reminder of (laughs) like, I want to remember as I'm walking in, um, you know, like I want to come in with, with humility and with gratitude of like, thank you, God, that we get to meet together and Mm -hmm. you get to remind us through the people that you've brought together this morning of your, who you are and of all you've done for us. That's so good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that kind of just goes back to one of my other points that I was, or reasons for for coming into his presence with Thanksgiving was just that gratitude stirs up more gratitude. Mm. So when you start listing off, you know, things to be thankful for, when you start thinking about that person at church, and then it reminds you how the Lord has been faithful to mm. you before, and then you start thinking about that thing. And then, I mean, you start a list going and you can, I mean, it has been really a good practice for me to keep a running list on my phone of yeah. just when I am really discouraged I can look, I will go to that list and look over it and just be like, oh yeah, you, I forgot, mm. <laughs> you know, cause I'm like a sheep, right. <laughs> but I forget. And he, he has done so many things over the, over my life that I'm like, man, Lord, that, that was only you. I know that mm. was you. Thank you for yeah. doing that. And That's then cool. that stirs up holy confidence that he's going to be faithful again. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. that's the gratitude being good for our hearts is that, 
um, it will remind us that he has been faithful and it will encourage us that he will be faithful. Right. Yeah. The whole story is, uh, matters. You yes. know what I mean? Like seeing it from beginning to end. Yes. You know, so every time we worship, it's just like one point along yes. that map or that journey, you know? Yep. Um, yeah. And we do forget, I mean, that's like you talked about the, the stones and the, um, the altars. I mean, that's, that's why yes. you would do that. You walk across the same piece of land and you're like oh my gosh look at that thing oh yeah remember when he you know that's where all the stories come out so i love um one of my favorite um sections of the the whole bible is philippians 4 4 through 7 where it says rejoice in the lord always again i will say rejoice let your gentle spirit be known to all men the lord is at hand be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, Mm. let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which passes all comprehension will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So like, why does God link combating anxiety with, and fear with prayer and thanksgiving? It's because he knows when we take the time to stop and take inventory of his faithfulness Mm. and, and, you know, preach to ourselves, to our own heart, his faithfulness in the past. It reminds us that he always has been faithful and it encourages us to, to trust him as we leave our requests with him, mm. um, that he will be faithful. He'll continue to keep his promises. He'll never leave us or forsake us. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always working all things together for good. Yeah. So, this is almost like a study on thankfulness as well. Like this whole talk that you gave is like, remember gratefulness, remember thankfulness, like we have this to be thankful for. And I don't think that that is um, random or unrelated at all. I think that actually that keeps coming up in a lot of these podcast episodes. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I I heard Lloyd say it, I heard Rob say it, Carl, thankfulness, yeah, gratefulness. And it's like, I'm, I'm just like personally noticing a trend there of if you don't know how to worship, be thankful. Yeah. Like if you don't feel like singing, what are you grateful for? You know, like yep. there's, it's, it's almost like if you can just start, start there, which I believe we can. Yes. Um, just by thinking of anything and the, the yes. Christ has done for you or for a family member or friend or whatever. It's almost like if you can't, I don't want to be too strong on this, but if you, if you can't muster up gratefulness, then maybe you're not reading the Bible. Right. <laughs> you know, right. or you're not yes. understanding it. I think if you really do understand like the wealth of, who God is and what he's done for us, um, it, it must like it necessarily leads to gratefulness and gratitude. Yes. And if anything, humility and say, wow, look at all that. Yes. That's incredible. Like, it, you know, it can't not bowl you over, you know? I mean, that's, I, I read this um, blog um, about how gratitude is both a thermometer for our spiritual health mm. and also the medicine <laughs> for our spiritual health. So it was like, um, you know, if you are thinking about this and, and you're having a hard time mustering up gratitude, that might be an indicator. Like you just said that, like mm. you're not spending time in the word and you're not rehearsing his faithfulness to yourself, Interesting. Okay. you know, because we're focusing on ourselves. It says in second Timothy, um, realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come for men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. 
avoid such men. And then it says, um, for since the, uh, this is Romans one, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse for even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became Mm. futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened professing to be wise. They became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Therefore, God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to their impurities so their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for the lie, for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed mm. forever. And I just think it's so interesting. It's like the word is telling us, you know, um, if we're not I mean, you you can't drift towards holiness, you know, mm-hmm. like, so uh, the thermometer of our hearts is, am I growing in gratitude? Am mm-hmm. I like in my day-to-day life, even not, I'm not just talking about in, in church, but even in our daily lives right. of in those moments where it's hard to see his, his hand or him working, am I still cultivating a heart of gratitude or am I drifting towards, you know, this... Mm. It says they um, they didn't thank him. Where was that? Uh, they didn't honor him or yeah. bring thanks. Yes, yeah. they didn't honor God or give thanks. Yes, but they became futile. And and huh. um, so I just think it says uh, the article said in the same way, an attitude of thankfulness towards God is the most reliable indicator of your spiritual health. More than anything else, it tells me whether or not I'm thinking accurately about myself and God, and whether or not I am relating properly to God. Conversely. An attitude of complaining entitlement that I'm not getting what I deserve, that others have it better than me, et cetera, indicates that I am in a fundamentally unhealthy spiritual state. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that'll hit you right in the yeah. heart. I know. But the amazing thing is that gratitude, just like we've talked about, you know, gratitude um, stirs up more gratitude. Mm. It's it's also the medicine that promotes our spiritual health, because if 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 we are thinking about ourselves and we're like, um, oh man, this is, I'm not in a good place. We can always improve it. There is always that medicine available to us. And it just starts with just starting to thank the Lord and cultivate a grateful heart towards him for who he is, for all he's done for us. And there's, I mean, um, I read this book in college uh, called Cat and Dog Theology. And I I know, (laughs) yes, I think that's the name. And um, (laughs) it has stuck with me maybe more than anything else I learned Mm. in college. Just the the general concept was, and I'm sorry to all the cat people that are listening. <laughs> You're about to be a <laughs> I know, <laughs> about to lose half the people listening. <laughs> but um, it's just basically pointing out that cats, <laughs> in general, are have a. I'm not saying all of them, right. but a, a great majority of the cats that I personally have encountered have kind of an attitude of entitlement. Yeah. You know, of oh, like. Yeah. You know, you exist to serve me, right. you lowly human. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, where's my food? I'm going to scratch you. <laughs> you yeah. know? King of the castle. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. They want to like prowl around up high and yeah. observe their domain. And then in contrast, as a dog loving person, I feel this deeply, but um, dogs are like excited to see you when you come home and they've been waiting for you right. and their tail is wagging and they just love you so much. And and they brought the book, this book brought that to the way that we pray. And uh, basically cat Christians, as this author called them, <laughs> say, you know, like, you know, please God help me today yeah. and make sure that I'm happy and healthy and wealthy and 
secure and never uncomfortable and please serve me and don't forget me and make sure me, mm-hmm. me, me. And then dog Christians pray. Dog Christians who have cultivated hearts of gratitude are like, mm. God, thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity to be your, totally, your yeah. child, to be adopted in your family. Thank you that I get to live every day in in light of your grace and your mercy and and I get to tell people about you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you that you love me. Thank you for mm-hmm. everything you've given me. Thank you, God. Yeah. That's that has stuck with me. Yeah, it's night and day. I mean, night and day. And yeah. not that we're not allowed or even told what God tells us to bring our requests to him, you know. Mm-hmm. But when I start praying and I feel like the Holy Spirit will be like, wow, you are referencing yourself a lot there. Yeah. You know, like right. what let's start with you know, adoration, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, yeah, supplication, and um, and move towards lifting our eyes off of ourselves and onto Him and His great faithfulness. Yeah, yeah. The, like selfish worship is not worship at all. It's not. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> yes. because it's just the end of that would be like I had a good time today at church, yes. or like I felt worship today it's you know? worshiping ourselves yeah. really truly you're like what what do i want worship to be and the right. lord's like well, that's not what i said i wanted worship. yeah yeah and it really is a it's for our good it's hard to like yep overemphasize that enough that you know the reason why all of this is out there in scripture and it's not just a waste of parchment like to write it all down like it serves a purpose throughout you know all of time <laughs> yes <laughs> that um that this is the way that we'll that God wants to be worshiped in this way for his own glory, but also for our good, you know, yes. like, and that it can feel a little bit like, okay, God, I'll do it your way. Like there's a, there can be a little like disdain, like towards yeah. God in that sense. But if we start to see the fruit of it in our life and we start to see that relationship we talked about earlier, the relationship itself is deepening and getting stronger through times yeah. of worship. Yes. We want more of it. Yeah. And God receives more glory, and then we want more of it. There's like yeah. a cyclical thing to that. And my fear is that people are not receiving the fullness of a time of worship together as a body. And yeah. they leave feeling empty still, you know, even though they were just in the presence of yeah. God, who could have filled them up so much. And yeah bless their heart and encourage them to leave changed. You know, like that's yeah. what I, uh, I, that's always my prayer on a Sunday morning is like, help us to leave here different than we walked in yeah. because how could we not be changed, you know, by your love? Like how yeah. could we, how could we let it pass by us and be like, huh, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not a correct understanding of his love to be uh, casual or right. dismissive of it. You know right. what I mean? So yeah, I mean that. Uh, thank you for I mean walking through all that. I think it's such a, it's such a biblical way of walking into a church service, and yeah. um, I, I you know with humility, I think we as worship leaders get there um, just as much as anyone else, where we get to oh, like man. a complacent. Even I mean this is sort of off topic as well, but like the the role of a professional church yes worship leader or totally. meaning we are paid to be there yes um that is such a dangerous spot to be in where it's just like uh, of course i need to be here i need to make sure everything goes well and right. you can get in that mindset of um performing church yes. because we uh we have to you know and it's like that has been since i've been doing this like 20 years or whatever yep. it's been that has constantly been a check in my spirit of like 
I sometimes wish I didn't work at a church so that I could just do that in a different place, like yeah. a, like a place of purity for worship rather yeah. than like vocation. Um, I need to walk in and worship God myself. Yes. Like I need to focus on these songs, even as we're leading. Yep. And let myself be changed by them. Let myself be, um, let the Holy Spirit do what he wants yes. to do and not be and, so in control. You know? Yeah. And even, I mean, like I, I there have been, has been many times where I have come in feeling like, man, I feel worn out or just mm. gotten an argument or whatever. I was up all night or whatever it is. And I don't want, when I lead worship, I, I do not want it to be fake. Mm even in in my gratitude at when I'm like not feeling grateful mm. for a while I was like is that fake to be like thank you God and then I felt like the Holy Spirit kind of pointed out that it's not fake it is actually faith to thank mm. him and declare our gratitude even when we don't feel it because of yeah. what we know yeah. you know it's taking um it's going beyond our just our feelings and our emotions of like I will thank you beyond my emotions because mm. I I know you are who you say you are. Even if I don't know it, you are still who you say you are. Even oh, if I can't understand who you are, who you say you are, you yeah. still are. You are not changing. He is the same yesterday and today and forever. And he is huh. faithful and good and generous and kind and loving. And right. so um, I will lift my voice in response to that and let the feelings catch up. They can follow me hmm. as I decide I'm going to thank you and come with a, a heart of expectation that you will change me because wow. I'm standing on your promises. That's so interesting. I mean, just like, cause yeah, I mean, that, that nails, like God is who he says he is, whether we believe it that day or not. Yeah. Like I believed it last Sunday, this Sunday, it's been a hard week. Feel a little different. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I don't really feel like singing those words anymore. And it's like, we never sing them because we felt them. Right. Like we, every time we sing them was faith in who we're singing about. Because it's true. Yes. Yeah, that's objectively true, not totally. subjectively true. <laughs> Man, I, that, <laughs> you know? well, yeah, when I, uh, before we had our first son, we had two miscarriages. Mm. And that right after, I think it was, yeah, our first miscarriage was Mother's Day. And I was up that weekend oh. <laughs> leading worship. I remember walking and just being like, Lord, I don't, mm. ha I don't really have anything to offer you except yeah. um, my my broken heart and um, just a heart that wants to meet with you. And that's really all I have today. Mm. And, um, and I did, I felt like the Lord was like, you know, don't forget, do not forget, don't forget what I've done for you, mm. who I am, how I have met you, how I've carried you, how I'm carrying you now. And I left that morning. I came in just like, Lord, I, I really have nothing and I need you to Holy spirit. I can't, but you can. So please, Hmm. Please lead through me. And I left so encouraged. I thought I was going to leave like crying and sad and, hmm. you know. Yeah, emotional day. Yeah, yeah, hard day, you know, just having had a miscarriage on Mother's Day. But um, I left so filled up with, um, I really can only explain it as like joy, it, you know, that hmm. it's not happiness in my situation, but joy in knowing that hmm. um, he's never left me or forsaken me. He hmm. And he, I, I, felt his nearness so much, just Psalm 34, 18, that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and yeah. that like lifting my voice in praise and in thanks um, and coming into his presence with thanksgiving, just like Psalm 100 tells mm. us to do. Um, I left changed because yeah. of obedience, <laughs> you know, yeah. even in not understanding or not even really always wanting to. Right. 
Yeah, it doesn't say to come into his presence with happiness. Right. You know, or with everything all together <laughs> no. or whatever. Like, you know. It's like, and, do this. <laughs> yeah, because you can come in with thankfulness no matter what is going on. Right. With you. And it may not even, like you said, may not even be about your circumstances. It may be about someone else in your life. Right. Or just, we always have scripture. That's always there. Yes. To lean back on and say, hey. I lost this this week and I failed at this and this did not go my way. I actually don't have anything to be thankful for other than scripture. And that's enough. And that's enough. Yeah. And (laughs) if I spend time in it, it'll keep digging up things. It'll keep and keep producing reasons to be grateful and add to that list. Wow. I think that's, I can't really add much more to that. No. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, pouring all that out again. It's such a um, it's a good reminder, but also there's parts of it that are very challenging and convicting. And so, yeah, you know, I, as I just kind of process all of that, I hope our listeners do the same to say sometimes I'm great at this, and sometimes like it's, it is a struggle, and it's more of a mental thing, yeah. like a mental battle to say today I'm going to choose this and. Yeah. You know, thank the Lord for these songs and for the scripture and the sermon and all the stuff at church to um, still be a vehicle of worshiping God, no matter how how we walk in, you know, and hopefully this helps us kind of realign that. Yeah, so I hope so. Awesome. Thanks for having me. And yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Revelation Response is produced by Fellowship Bible Church and Fellowship Songs. You can check us out online at fellowshipbiblechurch.org or by searching Fellowship Songs wherever you stream your music. Also, please leave us a like and give us a follow to hear more episodes like this. Thanks for listening.